you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today, if you've ever wanted to know how important branding is to your pricing strategy and how you can brand yourself so that you can charge what you want in your business, well, today's episode is for you. On the Author to Authority podcast, I want to welcome Joanna White. And she is a visual branding strategist and award-winning graphic designer who designs premium brand identities that create impactful first impressions. She's the founder of Design by Joe, and she believes that if someone is the best at what they do, they deserve to look like it. For the past decade, she's worked with individual startup Fortune 200 brands worldwide, helping them to attract more raving fans than they know what to do with and be as delightfully expensive as they deserve to be. Oh, I love that delicious wording. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Joanna. Thank you. I'm honored to be here, Kim. So Joanna, this is your first time on the Author to Authority podcast. So why don't you just take a few minutes and and share your business story with, with us? Like how did you become this visual branding strategist and the founder of Design by Joe? And why the heck do I care about tying your brand to what you can earn and making it delightfully expensive? Yes, well, most definitely. (laughs) It's a good story. So let's start with kind of a major pivot that happened about 10 years ago. I have a background in design. I have my degree in graphic design and I was working at an agency doing the normal, like you get your degree and then you go and you become part of the design chain, the design world, and you do what's handed to you in the time you're given, and you know you just get it done. It's a job, not a passion. <laughs> and when I was in that world, out of the blue, I went from being perfectly healthy, as far as I knew, to overnight waking up with a pounding migraine that lasted for three days. And when it went away, I was left with all of these symptoms down my left side, partial paralysis, choking, my throat was collapsed, I couldn't raise my arm, all of these things. And a few days later, found out the diagnosis of a brain tumor. So that will kick you in the pants and make you ask a lot of really great questions about whether or not you are doing everything you were put on this earth to do yet. So true. And so I looked around with this diagnosis and ensuing doctor's appointments and checkups and all of these things that set off like a two and a half year kind of health journey from doctor to doctor. 
And ultimately, the doctors couldn't do anything, but God could, and I got a complete miracle. But back at the beginning of that journey, I just kept getting the same answer from doctors, which was, we don't know. The results are inconclusive. Are you going to die? We don't know. And suddenly, my life that I had spent playing it very safe, middle of the road, running mediocre, like (laughs) just taking the job I was given and content to play small because it was safe and not rock the boat. That didn't make sense anymore because I had done everything right. And yet uncertainty was all I could see in front of me. And so that just rattled me in the best way possible. I looked around and I went, okay, I am like not going out like this. I don't know what I can do about the health thing yet, but I know that I, if I don't know if I'm going to live or die, I'm not going to die having left everything on the table, having left all of my talents and skills. And I'm not going to die without having even tried to step into all I can be as a designer, as someone in this world. And so I quit my job and started Design by Joe with a whopping eight hours of promised freelance work on the clock. (laughs) Yep. Been there. (laughs) Yep. Sometimes when you know you have something to offer the world, you just take those steps, even if you're the only one who can see it. And, and so I did that. I literally walked out the office door, went down the street, started knocking on business doors and saying, hi, I'm Johanna. I design stuff. Do you need stuff designed? (laughs) Mary Kay ladied my way to my first few clients. But then even though I had successfully taken a big, scary leap, and in fact, I didn't just start Designed by Joe. I started two other companies around the same time because I had all of these dreams that I didn't know if I was going to have time to live up to. So I started an online yoga clothing boutique. Mm-hmm selling yoga pants made out of recycled water bottles. And there's a long story behind that one that I won't get into today. And I also helped start a custom cafe racer motorcycle company (laughs) because I'm into anything fast on wheels and on four legs. And so I went like with all the passions, let's just go all the ways. But with Design by Joe, thankfully, that's the one that I really, you know, put the traction into, put the effort into. And so... I got out of the work situation and I got into a situation where now I'm my own boss. I have this crazy story behind me. I have the opportunity to serve clients on a much bigger level. I started asking them what they would like more of in a relationship with their branding person. And they said, we don't know what we don't know. We need an expert, not just a design monkey. We need someone who is willing to do the research do the competitor analysis, do all of the things and tell us what should be in our brand. Like we can bring ourselves to the table, but we don't know what to tell you to put on our website. We don't know these things. And can you do that? And I said, yeah, I'm going to rise to that challenge. I took all of these different courses and certifications in brand messaging and added that. I went and I learned how to code so that I could not just design websites, but actually develop them and be more confident in offering that end of the brand services spectrum. And I added all of these things and I thought, okay, now I can do so much more 
people should see this about me. People should suddenly understand that I'm bringing a lot more to the table and therefore that I am worth what I am ready to charge. And you will not be shocked or surprised to know that that is not what happened immediately. Instead, it was me talking till I was blue in the face, describing how I could design them a luxury brand. But in reality, if they went to my website or they went to my social media or they you know, saw things that I did, I just looked like every other designer still. So yes. I was saying that I had skills and services that were more, but I wasn't showing it. Mm, yes. And that was the moment it clicked that I had just gone from one playing it safe job as someone else's employee to playing it safe as my own employee. And I hadn't really gotten anywhere in the business world. And I did not survive a brain tumor to spend the rest of my life playing it safe again. And so I took three months off from taking any clients on in any capacity. And I booked myself on my calendar as my own client. And I did for myself what I had been telling people I could do for them. So I redid, I clarified my message. I got super specific on who my ideal client was and learned to talk about what problem I could solve for them. And the problem of like being a best kept business secret and how it feels like to know you're amazing, but no one else does. And so I learned like the problem I really solved. I spoke to that in my messaging. I um, positioned my brand, which is something we'll talk about in a little bit too, very strategically into the world of luxury, choosing the mm -hmm. items that I staged in my photos, choosing every element from background to the diamond encrusted nails that I used when I held my business cards and dunked them in gold paint and let it drip down and <laughs> flung paint all over the studio and had my photographer do a shoot that basically showed what I could deliver in every single touch point of my brand. So if someone saw my business yeah. card, it said luxury. If someone saw a single photo on my social media, it said, wow, she gets luxury branding. If someone saw my website feedback all the time now, like, I just love it more than any other website I've been to. I just want to stay on it and hang out there and scroll <laughs> through it. And like, I wanted to turn it into an experience in itself because that is what I had been telling clients I could do for them and for their business. Yeah. So in that three months, what I did was get intentional. And I did what I teach my clients to do and work with my clients on now, which is first, I had to know my value and what it was that made me unique. And then I had to sit down and actually take the time to show it through my brand touch points. Yes. And then I had to find a way to add more value because now it looked like I was freaking amazing <laughs> and I got the chance to level up to that. But mm -hmm. what happened in all of that and what made me then so passionate about telling people about branding for high dollar sales or branding to grow your margins was in that moment, like the day after I launched my new brand and my new website, I went from sending out proposals for $5,000 and getting told, like, I don't know. We don't totally get why it's worth that. I don't think we can afford it right now to sending out proposals for $50,000 and having people say, yes, absolutely. No matter what, I need you right now. This is so worth it. Or if they couldn't afford me right now, they still said, I see exactly 
why we need this and why it's worth it. And it's going on my vision board and we're coming back in six months. Yes. So, so yeah. I was literally able to apply the principles of brand positioning, in my case, luxury mm-hmm. brand positioning. There are many types of brand positions that work. It's simply getting intentional about which one is right for you and your audience that that makes a difference. And I was able to, you know, 10x my prices overnight and get way more sales with far more aligned clients. And that was really the coolest part about it. Like as I began stepping into what I knew I was capable of, then I began attracting the types of clients who needed that level of service. And I was able to finally look around at my life, at my job, at my daily interactions with clients and say, I am doing it. Like I still haven't tapped into my fullest potential because there's always more to grow into, but I don't feel like I'm leaving it on the table. I don't feel like I'm not trying. I don't feel like I'm playing small. I feel like I haven't seen my comfort zone in like six months. (laughs) It's so so far gone. (laughs) And so when that transition happened in my business, I became immediately just excited and inspired to do that for anyone that I could, especially for personal brands, for experts in their space, for authors, for coaches, consultants, business advisors, speakers, those people who part of what makes their clients want to work with them is that uniqueness. It is what makes them special. Mm -hmm. It is that individual themselves. But when you go to their website or you go check out their book sales page, it just looks like everyone else. So why would anyone jump at the chance to be first in line to get on their wait list? Or if they wanted to raise their prices for speaking engagements, let's say they're a speaker and, you know, they know that other people have successfully done $50,000 speaking engagements in this, in their space. And they're like a little sick to their stomach because they know that the content they're sharing has so much more value than the last guy they heard, but they're getting paid $10,000 a speech. Mm -hmm. And it's because they may be amazing, but they're not showing up in the world at the level of what they have to offer to the world. And so I see that and I just go, there's so much we can do for you. And I want you to be able to work with the people you were meant to work with, to be able to charge what you were born to charge and to step into that confidence of knowing that you are playing full out in the area of talent that you have been given to serve in. Wow. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. (laughs) You know, one of the things that I love most was, well, two things. First of all, you you know, you got this diagnosis. You don't know if you're going to live and die. So you chose to live. Yeah. And I love that because sometimes, you know, circumstances sometimes just smack you in the face. Like they they just knock you down. You feel like you've yeah. been hit by a Mack truck. But you have a choice. You have a choice. Do you stay on the ground and just yeah. give it up? Or, you know, do you get up and you keep going for as long as you can? So I love the fact that you just said, well, you know what? I don't know how long I have. I don't know what it's going to look like. For as long as I can, I'm going to live my dream. So first of all, I love that. Secondly, you know, you talked about the fact that so many people have this expertise, 
so many people have something of value to share with the world, but because the world can't see it, and and that's you know that's a lot of what authority marketing is about. It's about letting people see you as that authority in your niche. Like it's not it's not an ego thing because no, you know no, no. <laughs> uh, I can say I'm an authority on publishing. I can say I'm authority on working with consultants and helping them get more visibility with a book. I can say that. Now, if you ask me to graphic design, I can tell you for a fact that I cannot say I'm an authority. I cannot say I'm an expert. I'm probably not even good at it. (laughs) Um, You know, growing up, my mom had died when I was four. So I was raised by my dad and he was a wonderful, amazing man. But I didn't realize until he was 10 years old that he was colorblind. And so even, you know, even in my early 20s and that, even now, sometimes my color sense is just that little bit off. So you probably don't want me graphically designing something for you. But that's the thing. When you're an authority, you recognize where you are authority in. But the areas that you're not, and that's when you work with other people who are authorities and there's no competition because it's like, you can shine in the area you were meant to shine in. I can shine in the area I was meant to shine in and we help each other. So just love that story, Joe. Well, thank you. And yeah, you're right. When you are confident in what you do best, one, you can show up as the expert in that space. And you can sell whatever level you want to sell. You can work with the clients you want to work with because you know it and you're showing it. But also you find it much easier to take wise advice and hire for your weaknesses because you're totally confident that I rock in this spot, but I'm slow at this and that's okay. Like we live in a world where because of the availability of information and tutorials online, a lot of people feel like they have to be experts everything. They have to know how to do every element of their business. And especially for some reason, branding falls into that one where everyone thinks that they should know how to do their own brand, how to write their own messaging, how to, or at least they should know what to tell the photographer for their plan, their book photo shoot or whatever. But in reality, it doesn't matter how much information it is out there, there's not enough time in the day to learn all of it to shine in every aspect of doing that. And if you try to, you'll water down your strengths by spreading yourself too thin. And so my goal is to be really strong in the area of branding, which spans from clarifying the message, creating the visuals, brand guidelines, personal branding, photography, and, and websites. But then I stop And I say, and now we're going to work with someone who's an expert in SEO for your keywords. We're going to work with someone who is an expert in content, ongoing content creation for your social media, because that's a whole job in itself. And we're going to like tie you in with the next step with each of these experts. And I'm going to help you get there and and meet them. But I'm not going to pretend to be the expert in absolutely everything because I would be lying and I don't need to. I am. I feel safe and confident to say I am really good at this and I'm going to rock your world. And like I jokingly call myself a brand magician because so many of my clients come back to me and say, how did that just happen? All I did, <laughs> all I did was show up and answer questions 
had fun while I was doing it and we drank mimosas. And then a week later, I came back and here's this put together website wireframe and message. And I don't even understand how that just happened. <laughs> you know, one thing is, and I've, I've, I've tried to work with several different marketers and they send you these questionnaires to try and figure out what your marketing is. And I don't know the answers to the questions. And, and they're like, well, I can't help you unless you can answer the questions. But isn't it your job to figure yes. this out? Like it you're, you're it asking should be. marking questions. Like, and I get it. They need a basis to work from. I do. But some of these marketing questionnaires I filled out. And here's the thing. I can't say I'm a marketer. I did take a college course on marketing. All right. So I understand that all the basics, but I'm not a marketer as per se, but I'm like, this is why I want to pay you the money to do all this work because I don't know how to figure out all these things. And sometimes you need an outside perspective because you can't yeah. see the forest for the trees. Absolutely. Like, you can't <laughs> figure it out, figure out what the big picture is when you're standing in the middle of the forest and you can't even see the sky. Like, <laughs> Kim, I feel you so much on that. Like, let's bring in a nugget about luxury and branding for high dollar sales here and, and tie it to that. Like one of the things that you can do to add more value to your brand and to be able to charge more is to add to your brand experience, which is yeah. how do you make what you do so easy for your customers to participate in it and take it up a notch to actually enjoy it. So for one of those marketing people, wouldn't you much rather work with one who is, one, not going to hand you a questionnaire, they're going to hand you a glass of wine and sit down with you, and they're going to ask some questions, and they're going to take from what you say, they're going to glean the information that they need to then apply their years of expertise in in audience, in competitor analysis, in advertising, to put together the strategy and the plan and say, Kim, here's what you need to say on your 10 ads that your copywriter is going to put out this week. Here's where you need to run them. Here's what you need to do. And you can just go, oh, like, I know it's being taken care of. And so that is one thing that I, uh, like, that is one thing that I do, but also that I encourage my clients to do when we build this amazing visual brand that now says, I am the best what I do and helps you show up in the world that way. Step three, the add more value is find ways to level up to that. And one of those ways is by adding to your customer's brand experience. Like as a brand, you are the biggest touch point. Yes. How you show yeah. up when you interact with your clients. And, and part of that is how do you dress? How do you present yourself? Mm -hmm. Do you look like you cared enough about the time you're about to spend with them to put a little effort in? Next step is look like your brand. You know, if you've had some help on your brand styling and, and what different types of clothing styles represent mm -hmm. how you want people to feel. But then it's also simply, how do you treat them? How do you make their lives easier? How do you make it enjoyable and just make it feel like instead of going through an inquisition, they spent a day at the spa. And if you can do that, you are a lot closer to branding yourself for high dollar sales instead of acting like a commodity and having to charge like one too. You know, it's funny you said that because one of the things that we've done at RTI Publishing is we've put a lot of systems in place, which makes it very easy for our clients to understand the book publishing process. Because, I mean, that that's a huge beast. Like, it, it it's just... 
<laughs> it's so massive with so many moving pieces. So we actually put systems in place. We have software we use so the client can see where everything is at. You know, I take time, I explain it to them, I walk them through the process personally. Now, there's some things that my team does, but I meet with every all of my clients on a regular basis and we have this discussion. You know, where are we at now? You know, what what does the future look like? What are the next few steps? You know, so we I walk them through it. They ask their questions, you know, that kind of thing. So that when things came up, like there's not, there's not a huge ton of surprises. Now I was working with one client and we're right at the end of her book. And so when you're going to publish and launch a book, it's like having a baby. You just don't know what's going to happen. It's pretty, it can be pretty painful at times. And, and when you're finally done, it's like, oh, this baby's here, but the process is sometimes not fun. And, you know, I was talking to her yesterday and I just said to her, I said, it's okay to breathe. <laughs> you know, we're, we're okay. Everything is good. You know, here's the process. Here's where we're at. Yes, we can make the changes you want. I said to her, I said, it's okay to feel what you feel about this process. And she looked at me and she's like, it's okay to feel that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone feels just about what you're feeling right now when we hit this point in the process. And I said, it's okay to feel what you're feeling. I said, that's why I'm here for because I understand. And all of a sudden, this, you know, she just went, oh, okay. But those are the (laughs) things that make the difference when you understand your customers and, and your clients and what they're going through. And you can, you can be that calm voice of reason that just says, I understand you, and we're good. <laughs> now, I know we've only got a few minutes left, so I'm going <laughs> to let you loose. Oh, we just had such an amazing conversation. So, we're having um, too much fun. We do have about five minutes, so why don't you take three or four minutes, share maybe one or two more points, and then uh, we will close the episode down. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just give, since we... Since we had the audacity to title this branding for high dollar sales, and then I jumped in and talked about a brain tumor and why I care about branding for high dollar sales, but didn't give you much to go on yet. Let me give you a couple more quick resources if you want to find out more about this topic. I have talked about it uh, for my clients multiple times to the point that I decided to put together a free video training called Branding for High Dollar Sales. You can visit designbyjoestudio.com. And just scroll down my homepage and you'll see a a click to sign up for that free training, immediate access to day one. It's just a short four-part video series, but it's very potent about diving deeper on how you can actually tie your brand, leverage your brand into something that helps you show up in the world as the best and most authentic version of yourself. So let me just give that free resource to your audience since I know we cut it short on time here. <laughs> I want to give them what we promised. But the, the very short overview is all of those years ago when I took myself from a commodity to showing up as the expert, what I, what I really did was I learned during the brain tumor and through healing it and through, that's another great story for another day. <laughs> but I learned that It's not enough to just believe something. You have to do something about what you believe. So what you believe matters, but what you do about it matters way more. 
I believed I could be healed. I believed healing was possible my entire life. But when this happened, nothing changed until I actually started doing something about what I believed, which was changing my inputs. It was changing what I said. It was changing the stories I told. I got super intentional. I got super serious about only paying attention to what I knew I needed to focus on to get through this tumor. And it worked and it changed my body. My body healed completely. And so then I looked at my business and said, I'm not, I'm not applying this to, yes. to this. I'm telling people that I can do something amazing for them. I'm saying I believe that it works, that if you have great branding, it will take you to new heights in your business, but I'm not doing that to myself. So that was that moment when I applied that. I flipped my business. I did something about what I believed. And it was results overnight. Like not only I told you about, you know, going from $5,000 proposals to $50,000 proposals, but the very next day after I launched it, I was in a coffee shop and a gentleman came over and asked to borrow my power cable because we both had a Mac. I let him use mine. He returned it, asked for my business card, asked what I did. I gave him my card, which you can see on the homepage of my site. It's quite unique, very sleek. It feels like a credit card, literally gold edge, like beauty. He looked at it, ooed, ran away, came back five minutes later and said, I looked up your website immediately because this was so compelling. And everything I saw in there told me that you get branding, you get design, and you can take companies to the next level. I need you to do some work for me. By the way, I work for Google. And it was just like... (laughs) (laughs) When I say that, that, that branding can be the rocket fuel to take you from seven figures to eight, nine, 10 figures as an entrepreneur. I mean it. Like what most businesses don't know is that their brand is not just a form of identification. It's not just a passport that gets you on the airplane called business. And, and, you know, you go down to the post office and you snap the picture and you do what you have to and you get your passport and therefore you can, you can do business. It's not that at all. In reality, it is the jet fuel that powers the plane of business. And most people yes. are sitting there on the runway, like, why won't this thing fly? They're spending so much money on marketing. They're spending money on PR. They're spending money on all of these things. But because there's no intentional brand behind the marketing, it's falling flat. Yes. They're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. <laughs> and marketing is absolutely essential. PR is absolutely essential. You need those very much, but you need branding as well. Those work together, yeah. interlock, and together it takes you to being able to charge whatever the heck you need to or want to. It takes you to being able to work with the people that you know like you were made for this and it is what will take you to that next level. So know your value, show your value, and then always find a way to add more value. And you will be the kind of brand that is around for the long haul that pivots when times change and that gets, you know, more raving fan clients than you know what to do with, because you haven't just created a facade. You've built an experience for customers to take into their next, like to build a legacy. Wow. Well, we're going to, we're going to stop here (laughs) because if we get going, but I want to encourage everyone check out the video series because I know she will go into a lot more detail than we were able to. And I think we're going to have you back because I think we need (laughs) to continue this conversation. Okay. 
I would love, but I just want to say thank you for coming on and thank you listeners. And you know what, if you've enjoyed this episode, can you please pay it forward? Can you let somebody know about this free resource so that they can listen in as well? And I just want to say thank you listeners for just being an amazing audience. So this has been Kim and Joe on the author to authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority Podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.